Hello and welcome to another edition of The Rouse Review. I'm your city manager, Dan Hoffman, and with me is communications director, Amy Simmons. She's back. Yay. She wasn't around last time. No. It was very sad and very lonely in here. Well, only for the interview. I was here for the other part. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You forgot, forgot already. In case you guys haven't figured it out, we record these things separately. <laughs> um, so, all right. We've got a... Last time we had a relatively quiet meeting. Mm-hmm. It was a record. It was seven minutes long. Oh, my gosh. Um... You know the committees are doing their doing their thing. Yep. So if you're wondering where all the work's happening, it's really happening at the committee level, which is what that's designed to do. Uh, but now we are uh, we're making gonna, up for we're it. Gonna, yeah, we're gonna have a <laughs> uh, a pretty meaty meaty meeting uh, coming up, and a bunch of stuff, uh, events and things for Amy to talk about. So let's let's dive right in. Uh, the meeting tomorrow. Uh, you're gonna get a handful of items. If you were expecting either the South Pleasant Valley application uh, or the North Pleasant Valley <laughs> application at the old radio station site, uh, neither of those are on this agenda. Uh, for the South Pleasant Valley application, uh, that one was forwarded to council from the from committee. However, it did um, the the applicant is making some changes and it won't be ready in time for this meeting. So expect that at the next meeting. The North Pleasant Valley application, which was discussed in committee, uh, that was continued. It's gonna stay in committee for uh, probably one more meeting uh, and then it'll go to council. So uh, if you're looking for those two items, uh, they will not be on this agenda. What we do have, um, we have one involving increased used vehicle values and the impact on personal property tax. So uh, for all of you out there wondering what the heck that is, if you own a car and you live in the city of Winchester, you know because you stroke us a check a couple times a year, (laughs) uh, which we thank you for. Um, That is very, very useful, and we try to be good stewards of those resources. Um, However, as you also may know, you know, inflation is really... uh, hitting used car values you know your your used truck is probably worth a little more than you thought um (laughs) if uh if you've taken it into a dealership lately so we're trying to figure out how to mitigate some of that impact because you pay a property tax based on the value of your used vehicle so if the value of your used vehicle has gone up you're going to pay more tax the rate stays the same but the market has indicated that vehicle is worth more and thus you're going to pay more taxes on it. Now, if you have no intent of selling your vehicle, that might sound a little bit uh, unfair because you're now paying taxes on something that you're not able to really tap into. Uh, But, you know, that's how the market works. That's how inflation works, unfortunately. This item is to try to find a way to mitigate some of that impact on the folks that need uh, a little assistance. So, We'll be looking at a, a couple of different options to try to ease the the blow of these increased used vehicle values. Uh, also coming up, we've got a, and I know this is going to generate some discussion, uh, an item to uh, provide, create a definition for humanitarian shelters in our zoning uh, code. So uh, if you're wondering what a humanitarian shelter is, you know, think homeless shelter, basically. Uh, but it could be any kind of a temporary shelter for people that need assistance. Uh, there was no definition before, but obviously we have some homeless shelters here in Winchester. 
there's the Winchester Rescue Mission. There's Watts, which is open seasonally. Um, currently, those places, those facilities can go almost anywhere uh, with some restrictions, especially if they are part of a faith-based institution. Um, the rescue mission in its current home is not a church, but it's grandfathered in. Uh, and Watts goes to different uh, churches. Right. It locates in different churches through a part through the partnerships it has with those faith-based institutions. This just gives some definition and process. If there were to be a, um, a homeless shelter that tried to open up in a different part of the city, we have some limitations in what we can and can't do with this. Uh, and a lot of it goes back to the faith-based aspect. We can't regulate the, uh, and not, this is, all of you should know, that we can't regulate the sincerely held beliefs of any particular faith-based institution. Uh, and many, many faiths, uh, caring for others is part of their faith. So mm-hmm. uh, if a church wants to open up a homeless shelter and there's no... Um, fire code issues, if there's no um, issues with you know, not having enough bathrooms, basically building code issues, they can do it, and they can do it anywhere. That's We don't have control over that. So I think it's important for everybody to recognize that, A, we're not suddenly allowing homeless shelters to open up in places where they couldn't before. They cr- and Previously, they could open up pretty much wherever they wanted. We're just putting a little more of a process in place, particularly for those shelters that um, are not associated with a faith-based institution. So this discussion has been going on for probably six long, months now. Yeah, long time. Um, it's, you know, like I told council, this is not when we started on this. We had very different ideas. We had a much stricter ordinance, but... Um, in conversations with our city attorney and the planning commission, you know, it evolved over time. Am I thrilled with where it's at? Not particularly, but I don't always get what I want. (laughs) Uh, So show up uh, if you have any issues or concerns regarding that proposal. Uh, Then there's a few other land use issues. We are uh, rezoning uh, a stretch of North Cameron where the zero pack, uh, not just including zero pack, it's a number of properties along North Cameron, but the biggest single property there is zero pack. And Mm -hmm. we're looking forward to that uh, redeveloping. Uh, Also, we are merging a couple of our uh, city boards, the EDA and the OTAC, the Old Town Advancement Commission. Uh, We're really it's really EDA absorbing OTAC, mm-hmm. the, uh, some like functions there. And, uh, and they work closely together. They work closely mm-hmm. together already. So this is really more of an efficiency maneuver on our part. And then uh, finally, on the regular agenda, we have a the first reading of the ordinance amending our boundaries for the different wards. Right. There's really not any significant changes, guys. It, um, a street here and a street there might shift, but there's no big overhaul. Uh, and that's it for the regular meeting. We do have a work session. And this is going to be uh, the only thing in the work session agenda is a discussion of the comp plan. I think we've talked about the comp plan on previous uh, episodes. Comp plan is pretty important. It's going to be the next topic on our podcast. Oh, exactly. We're yeah. going to talk about the comp plan. That's so right. this is the first discussion of the full council about the comp plan. If you're wondering, oh, is this getting rushed or you know, why, why is this happening so quickly? No, no. The, the planning commission has been working on this for five years. Mm-hmm. The um, PED committee then spent 
four months on it, uh, three or four months on it. And now it's going to the full council and they will need to take some action by March. So this has been discussed ad nauseum for a long time. Yes. It's a very important document. So I'm glad we took our time with it. However, this is not being rushed through. Uh, We actually have a state uh, timeline that we have to meet. So some of it's out of our control. So this is the first discussion by the full council. Uh, If you're interested in the comp plan, what it means, what it does, uh, feel free to show up uh, or listen to the next podcast and we'll get into more detail. I think we did our first public input meetings on the updates back in like 18. It was a long time ago, 18, 19. Yeah, it's a big, something that's updated every 10 years. So it's it's a big thing. You know, it's required that we have it and it plays an important role in the, of guiding the course of future developments in the city yes all right so those are our two meetings okay what do you got amy i got some announcements uh speaking of old town we mentioned that a minute ago they have now a 2022 events calendar it's been two years thanks to covid mm-hmm. since we had a full list so now they're going to bring back some old favorites and so celtic fest i believe we've been able to continue most celtic of that fest. Mm-hmm. Mm. yeah it used to be don't we Pitt. have a new store in piccadilly that sells like celtic stuff and boots and things i don't know i haven't seen it yet i'll look into this and talk next time i'll I'll let you know (laughs) answer that question there is a store that tastes like irish stuff and celtic stuff up on piccadilly right next to um the piccadilly grill and the donut place Hmm. anyways okay sorry i don't know um okay celtic fest is coming back in march kids fest is coming back in may kids fest yes that's awesome awesome event it's a huge event probably our biggest one oh wow it's our uh, biggest fest of all the fests? I think so. <laughs> yeah, it's not, just, What about Apple Blossom Fest? Well, that's not ours. Oh, that's true. You know, that's Techn- not our event. Technically not ours. It's not ours. So Kids Fest is just uh, tons of the games and activities for kids, all free, on the mall. And it's just, I don't know what they're going to do this year. Um, I haven't seen the details yet, but that is coming in May. Yeah. What kind of age ranges are we looking at? All ages. All ages. Yeah, mainly, I would think elementary, middle school. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, anybody. Not a lot of 17-year-old kids probably coming down to Kid Fest. Probably not. <clears throat> no. But they can come with their family and enjoy of the course. little kids. Yep. Exactly. So there's always entertainment, and it's just a great time. Um, another, the next biggest one is Rockin' Independence Eve. Rockin' Independence Eve. And that is the day before the Independence Day holiday. So we always have our. So it's July 3rd. Exactly. <laughs> we have our celebration and our fireworks and our entertainment on July 3rd since everybody else does it on the 4th. Oh, so okay. So it's in the old town and we will have fireworks this year. They just confirmed we took a long time to find a Wonderful. company. Wonderful. But we will have fireworks unless something crazy happens. And one thing that we haven't done for a very long time is the old town tailgate. That is to celebrate football and what? tailgating. That was way before your time. Oh, but I'm looking forward to this. this Tell me more. This one was a fun event. Yeah, they just get together and you tailgate in Old Town. And I. How does that work? How um, do you tailgate? In I don't know how they're going to do it this year, but last year they just had activities set up on the mall. And you, you pretend like you're tailgating, but you don't really have a car. Oh. Uh, so you would just bring so a chair, no hang out. You do activities like wing eating contests and all that kind of fun stuff. I don't know what they're doing this year. Don't quote me on the contest, but there's going to be a lot of fun activities. That you would normally do on, if you were tailgating at a football game. I hope we get good weather. When is that again? That's in September. September. So there'll be entertainment there as well. All right. Kick off to the football season. Yep. And so then there are the usual holiday events. I did not see anything about a parade, so I don't know about that yet. And um, then they're going to have ongoing programs like the Old Town Vibe, which is going to be weekends, March through December. I think that's just entertainment and activities on the mall every okay. weekend. 
And then Old Town Spirits with the door license where you can um, roam with your drink. Nice. Those are on first Fridays and selected events. All so right. Old Town, enjoy Old Town or enjoy OTW.com is where you enjoy can find Enjoy OTW.com. Details will be added throughout the year. They don't have all the details. If you up can't yet. remember that, just go to the city website. Exactly. <laughs> and we have some information there. Okay, so speaking of events, the last chance to register for the uh, Winchester Parks and Recreations We Love Volleyball Hat Tournament is February 11th at 9 a.m., so don't miss out. The Laura Fairfax Health District is partnering with uh, regional Dollar General stores, mm-hmm. um, and they're offering walk-in COVID clinics, vaccination clinics. Nice. Not testing, just vaccination. So they're doing those in Stephen City, Middletown, Shenandoah, Virginia, Tom's Brook, and Edinburgh. We don't have any here. Oh. I don't think, we may not have a Dollar General store. I don't know. We do. Yeah, we do. It's over um, by Bonnie Blue. Okay, well. Isn't they that didn't. a Dollar General? Uh, maybe. I don't know, but they don't have that any Winchester ones no. scheduled. So if you want to go to those as a walk-in, you don't have to have a, an event. Well, I feel slighted by the Donald General. <laughs> Why do we get left out? I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. Hmm. But um, these are usually held on Tuesdays and Saturdays in February, and you can just walk in. You don't have to have an appointment. We have the list on our latest news section on our website. And uh, Fire and Rescue is um, offering in-home life safety assessments this month. Yes. So if you, um, they're trying to help reduce fires and falls for seniors. Mm-hmm. So if you want them to come in and see your home, um, see the home of a loved one, yeah. they can help reduce those risks. You might get somebody like uh, who we're going to talk to in a minute. That's right. And so uh, just call the department, set up an assessment appointment, and they also do group presentations if mm-hmm. a group wanted people wanted them to come in and talk about it. Uh, they're uh, just call their number. And the commissioner of the revenues office is accepting real estate tax relief applications. Got it. And those are only for. Um, homeowners who are 65 and older or permanently disabled, and they mm-hmm. must meet eligibility requirements. Got it. So uh, those are due April 1st. And then last but not least, we're going to be closed. Offices, Winchester routes, courts, and the rec center are going to be closed on February 21st for President's Day. President's Day. And then that Monday's recycling is moved to the 23rd. Thank you very much. That is all I have. All righty. So uh, that wraps up part one yep. of our uh, updates. Uh, coming up in part two, CityWorks portion of our podcast, we're going to talk to firefighter uh, Brenniger. Paramedic. Paramedic. Sorry, firefighter paramedic. Yeah, got credit for that's, all that work. Yeah, that's the entire reason we're talking to him. <laughs> uh, give a little bit of the day in the life, a paramedic, what it means, how it, how you get there, mm-hmm. differences. Uh, so it should be a good discussion on, you know, for those of you particularly interested in, you know, uh, what it means to be a firefighter paramedic, uh, what Our EMT day in the life, mm-hmm. EMT. So uh, give it a listen if that is, uh, if that floats your boat. Alrighty. Alrighty, everybody. Have a good one. You'll see you. See you blah, blah, blah. <laughs> now, if you had done that, <laughs> Caitlin would have edited it out. We're going to redo it. You can do it. Okay. I'm going to redo it. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, we'll see you around City Hall.